It's a privilege for me to be here in this, this church. And we, we have enjoyed last week the conference, haven't we? has been a blessing, really. I mean, one day I hope I can have so many stories as Pastor Alec. <laughs> he has really lived a life for God, you know, and an experience that he has with the Lord, really, he... He poured out his heart, and he has given us great things to to take home with us. And I want to thank, uh, of course, Pastor Lee is not here, and the men are at the men's retreat. And I, I thank him for this opportunity and the hospitality of this church, my friends here. I feel at home in this place, and uh, if I don't remember your name, please forgive me. It must be the age or the language, something. <laughs> but I appreciate your love. I mean, and every time you come and greet me, uh, I, I really appreciate that, you know. And Pastor Lee was in Peru a few weeks ago. He went with Hayden and Brianna, and we really had a, a great time over there. He was really a blessing to our church and to many pastors that were visiting us. With We had a conference, so... I appreciate also your love in sending him to uh, different countries. You know, the, the, the Lord really has him visiting different places and being a blessing to, to many people in other, in other places. You have, I mean, you have him every week, and for you maybe normal, you know, to hear the word of God and, and the ministry, but in, in other places uh, it's, it's, it's really a privilege to have someone like him. Uh, bringing the word and the revelation that he has from God. And uh, I was kidding with him. We were talking uh, that he said, uh, we knew most of the men were gone. So I told him, I'm going to bring a message for the woman. And he said he was going to put a disclaimer in the YouTube, you know, like the opinions given by the speaker are not necessarily the... <laughs> So maybe the tech are in charge of that. No. But no, 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 I, I don't bring a, a message uh, for the woman. I, I come as uh, uh, today is special for me because not many times this happens to me that God wants me to speak for him to someone. So I'm not just bringing you a teaching, you know, as I usually do. I am not just bringing you uh, uh, some passage to uh, to teach uh, a principle from God, but today is different. I really am uh, speaking on behalf of God, um, but I come as a servant to you. And also, uh, I know you, this is like a disclaimer, you know. Of course, we know, we know that everything is by God's grace. We know. Sometimes we don't have the time to mention all the time. You know, like if I tell you, you go preach, and you say, no, no. Uh, of course, if, if I tell you, you go preach, of course, I assume that is by God's grace. You know, uh, if, I if, if I say, I'll see you tomorrow, of course. The only way I'll see you tomorrow, if it's God's allows me, you know, if God gives me, gives me health. So even though we don't mention things, we, we know that 
the, the foundation has been put, you know, that everything comes from God, everything is for His glory, everything we do, we breathe, comes from Him, I mean, everything. We may not mention every in every sentence, but we assume we, that we know we have that foundation in our hearts. And today... I want to give you a little background. I, I, actually, I was reading for myself the Bible. I was uh, studying for myself. And usually, people tell pastors, you know, when you read, don't read looking for a message. Read for yourself. But for me, it was the opposite. I was reading for myself, and when I got it, God told me, that's not for you. That's for, for the chair, for FNT. So, it's the opposite, but... I want to give you a little background. I was reading uh, about, uh, you know this church in the New Testament, how this church was doing, the church in Corinth. And if you read that first letter, it's incredible everything that was going on there. In that church, they were quarreling. There was division. Some of them were following uh, Paul. Others were following Peter, others Apollos, and others Christ. And if you read that letter, they say that they were fighting. It's like imagine, you know, in this church, some say they are from, I follow Pastor Lee, and others I follow Pastor Joe, and others I follow Pastor Evan, and no, I follow Ethan, I like him better, and, you know, I follow Hayden, and they are fighting. No, he preaches better. No, she, no, he preaches better. But he's more tender. But he's, more, he's stronger. Imagine that in the church. You don't have that, do you? Thank God. That was going on there in the church. More things. Most of the behavior of the Christians in that church was guided by their flesh. Some were very arrogant, says. Also, there was sexual immorality. Defiling the church. Brothers that had problems were taking their brothers to court. You know? Like, I've never seen this program, but I know there are court Judy, court, I don't know, you know, some programs on TV. In my, huh? Judge Judy, yeah. Judge Judy. Imagine you taking your brother there, you know, and then TV. Why are you here? Oh, because I lent him money. Do you go to the same church? Yeah, we are brothers. We go to the same church. That was going on in the church. There were problems in marriages. There was confusion. Confusion concerning idols. There was idolatry. There was abuse in the Lord's Supper. Some people eating in excess, others getting drunk. Do you imagine a service, a Sunday service like that? Well, of course, it was different than we, we do today. You know, it seems like they really had meals and, and wine. Some people didn't eat at home, you know, they go to church and they were eating and eating everything, not living for, for the rest. And some people, you know... Uh, Getting the wine and glug, 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 you know. Hey, it's for, and then probably they went again to the line, you know. And I, I want to have the Lord's Supper again. Blah. Some of them were getting full, with, not leaving food for others. And others, members of the church, were getting drunk. 
Amazing. Their theology was confusing. And Paul, Paul addresses all that in 1 Corinthians. And then another church in the Galatians. Paul started that church. And when he left, other preachers came to the church and they talked bad about Paul. You know, they said, no, Paul, you know, he's not a good uh, apostle. He's not really an apostle. We are the real ones, you know. And, and they started to manipulate people, bring new teachings to the people. So that they left, uh, they left Paul's teachings concerning the gospel of grace. And they turned back to the law. They stopped walking by faith. Now they were walking by their own merits. Uh, and they were also having problems between them. They were, this says, biting, devouring each other. So that's, that's what you read, you know, when you read about the church. Problems in the church in the first century. And as I said, what I am about to say, maybe you have not heard from this pulpit, but... I will, I will sustain what I'm saying. And this is, what I, 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 this is why I started saying that I am coming as, as to serve you. And I am coming with a word from God to you, to this church, to the pastors, to the leaders. And what is that? First New Testament, you are running well. You are running well. I mean, we usually do, we usually say, you are doing good. So, but I am using more Bible language. You are doing good. You are running well. This is what God sent me to tell you. That you are running well. Why? The, as I said, this is what... Uh, Paul said to the Galatians, he said, you were running well. What happened to you? So he's using that run to run well, to run well. And they were running well. And I'm not saying this because I am your friend. I'm not saying this because I am Pastor Lee's friend. Because I have so many other messages that I could have chosen to share with you today. And I wouldn't dare to do this uh, for a selfish reason or... Uh, I don't know, trying to gain something from you because we're already good friends, so you, I don't need anything else. So God is my witness that that's what he has put in my heart for you. That you are running well. But there is a reason for that. And I give, I give permission to any one of you to tell me if I am wrong in the things that I'm going to say about this church. You can stand up and you say, no, that's not true. We, we, I, I will let you know. But you can do that. You can do that. Because what do the pastors of this church and the staff talk when they meet? What do the pastors and the staff of this church talk when they have a meeting, when they talk? Do they talk about how to rob members from other churches? No. 
What methods can they use to trick people into giving more? No. Uh, if we can sell water from the Jordan River, oil from the candlestick of the tabernacle, what trick can we bring to the church? What's the answer? No. No. And what do the pastors and the staff talk about in this church? What are they looking for? You know them. You know them. I don't have to tell you. You know them. And I would, you know, like to be that uh, fly in the world listening, you know, in those meetings. But I am sure that they are absolutely not talking about the things. I am sure that their main concern is the general welfare of your life. Spirit, soul, and body. And their main concern is you. How can they pastor you? How can they help you? How can they help you to reach what God wants from you? I think that's the main thing in their meetings. What do the children's ministers talk when they meet? Hmm? Do they talk about, oh, how, how can we keep them busy while the adults are having fun? No. <laughs> no. No. Oh, 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 this is just a, 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 a step on me to be part of a greater ministry. That's what the school teacher, the school, Sunday school teachers talk about. No. No. What do they, what do they want for the kids? What do they want for the kids? Hmm? They want them to experience, to experience Christ, to know Jesus at that early age, to be full of the Spirit at that early age, to be used by God at that early age, allowing them to praise and worship God at that age, allowing them to pray for the sick, to pray for people at that age. Amen? Oh, the musicians. What the worship team, what do they talk about when they meet? Hmm? Do they fight to see who's better? Ethan, talk to me, please. <laughs> no, no. How to be more famous? How do we dress so we can attract more people? What songs are better to move the soul of the people? No. What do you talk when you meet? What is your main concern as a worship team? Can you answer? Glorify Jesus. Amen. Help the people come to God's 
presence. Help them to worship. Help them to praise God. So the main concern then is to please God with the music and lead the people to God's presence. So if you, hi- if you have that kind of leadership, the church is running well. The church is running well. It could change, but now the church is running well. And please, if you come to, with me to Revelations chapter 3, verse 8. Revelation 3, 8. It says, I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word, and have not denied my name. And this last part says, I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word, and have not denied my name. You know that there are different kinds of power. There are different types of power. And that you may have little power in some areas. But still you have kept the word and not have denied his name. For example, there is the physical power. Your health. And maybe you have little power on that area. Maybe you, we believe God heals. He does, and we have many testimonies. But maybe you, are, you have little power on that area, but still, with that little power, you are here. You are praising God. You are keeping God's word. Your lips have not denied his name. You, con- you continue believing in him, even though you have little power. There is financial power, too. And you may have little power in that area. You may have little resources. You may not have a job. Sometimes it's not your fault. Sometimes it didn't depend on you. But anyway, even in lack, even in lack, you are keeping God's word. And you are not, you, you are not denying his name. You are not here because everything goes perfect with you. You are not here because you have everything. You are here even if you have little power, but you are here. You are being faithful to your God. And he sees that. It's easy to praise praise God when everything is going on perfect. It's easy to praise God when we have money. It's easy to praise God when we are healthy. But some of you are here even though that's not your condition. You are being faithful to God. You are being faithful. You keep believing in his word. You are running well. You are running well. Maybe. You are living things that. You may not have all the answers. For you. You don't know what's going on. I mean you have a theology. 
And the word of God doesn't change, but the moment, what you are living in that moment, gives you more, more, more questions than anything, and you don't have all the answers. And still with that, you are here. You are here praising God. You are here believing in His Word, keeping His Word. You have not denied His name. And, I, I, and as a pastor, I am amazed of that. Because when I find out what the congregation, what uh, my people are going through, and they are still in church, and they are still praising God, and they are still, I am amazed how strong they are. I mean, they may not be pastors, they may not be leaders. But sometimes they are going through situations that I say, I don't know how I could do that. I don't know how I could live like that. I don't know what I do with, 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 with these problems, you know, uh, uh, family problems sometimes, relatives. In my case, I mean, this sounds bad, but I am glad I don't have many family around. Really, because the hardest problems are family problems. Yes? So sometimes I talk to people and they say, wow, you don't know what my brother did. You don't know what my mother did. You don't know what my father And I said, wow. But they are still in church. They still praise God. They still are trusting in his word. They still are, are, are faithful. Faithful to God. And... Me as a pastor, I am amazed. I mean, sometimes I think, wow, this, this, this brother, this sister, they love God more than I do. It's amazing how with everything that this life gives them, they have not denied his name. They keep believing in God's word. Faithful. Remember what Jesus said he was going to say to those servants that produce with the gifts that the master gave them? He was going to tell them what? Good and faithful servant. Well, you say, but in other place, Jesus said that there is no one good. Because he's not talking about. We say we, we, we understand what he said. There is no one good. And that's, that's true. But when he says that it's a good servant, it's because a servant has the, the, the choice either to be good or to be bad. As the church in Corinth, they had a choice. What did they choose? To do good or to do bad? To do bad. They had the opportunity, but they chose to do bad. So you are doing good. When you have that, when Christ is your main goal, and everything you do, if you have a ministry, if you don't have, but everything, you are trying to please him. Trying to please him. And you are faithful. You know why? Because it takes time. Because it takes consistence. That's why I think Paul, 
Paul told them, you were doing good. Paul didn't tell them, you were doing good. What happened to you? No, no. Paul told them, you, are, you were running. Because what? What's to run? Means that you are going somewhere. You are going somewhere. So it's not that I'm doing good. No, I am running well, which is different. I am running well. Galatians 6, 9. Church, keep running well. Keep running well. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing, again, that word, of doing what? You see? Yeah, we are not good, but we can do good. Amen? There's only one good, but we do good. Let's, let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. That's faithfulness. Faithfulness is day after day. Sometimes you are tired. Mainly Monday mornings. Yeah? It's like... In ministry, you may get weary too. Following God, you may get weary. Doing good, you may get weary. But it says here, don't let that grow. In due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So we are under test to continue running well. When you run, you get tired. You get tired. But there's one thing that if you keep running for some reason, I don't know if in English it's called the same. We call it, it comes the second breath. It's, it's, you, you are almost giving up if you have run. You are giving up. You can, you say, I better stop. But if you keep running, suddenly you start feeling strong again. And you can run a lot more of what you ever thought that you were able to do. Don't grow weary. It says, because we will reap if we do not Give up. Keep running well. You have not seen the harvest yet. You have not seen the harvest yet. We, have, we see some fruit. But the harvest is different. Harvest is different. We see fruit here. You know, we, fruit here, fruit here, another fruit here, little fruit here, other fruit here. But the harvest it's a whole field. And it's coming. And it's coming. If, if you continue running well, it will come. 
And First Peter 5, please. First Peter 5. Verse 1, it says, So I exhort the elders among you. This would be the leadership, yeah? Pastors, staff, the elders. As a fellow elder and as a witness, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God, that is among you, among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. Amen? Do you think that the leadership of this church fits in that description? I'm asking you. I don't live here. So I'm asking the church. And it's good that the pastors are not here, yeah? <laughs> they will say, yes. <laughs> no, you. You know your pastors. You know your leaders. And if you notice, if you see the whole church in Corinth, a whole church in, in a whole city in Galatia, they didn't have that. They didn't have what you have. They didn't have what you have. So it's something that you have to cherish. It's something that you have to support. It's something that you have to, to cooperate with. And that's what it says. Verse 4. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Hallelujah. That's the price for your leaders. For they, if they are doing the work of God. A crown of glory. And the day will come to them that they will say it was worth it. All the work was worth it. All the patience was worth it. All the misunderstandings, it was worth it. All the opposition, it was worth it. All the work was worth it. When we receive a crown from our Lord. And verse 5. Likewise. You who are younger. What does it say? Be subject. Uh, this, is, this is the part that we don't like. Eh? <laughs> I'm going to erase this. <laughs> Be subject to the elders. Clothe yourself, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace 
to the humble. What is the difference between the elders and the young? And the younger. What is the difference between the elder and the younger? And I think about, when I think about this, comes to me like that generation that lived in the desert, the young generation. And God said that the older generation was not going to pass to the promised land. So, the main difference between the elders and the younger is that the elders have had time to see God's word being fulfilled. Not only for the good, but also for the bad. That generation that lived in the desert, they saw God providing manna, providing water, their clothes never get all their shoes. So they saw all the good promises of God. But at the same time, year, year after year, they saw the other generation dying one by one. So they, 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 they learned, they understood that God's word will be fulfilled. Not only for the good things, but also the warnings for the bad things. And that's what that generation learned. They, they were seeing, you know, the, the, the older ones, their parents getting to that age. And they knew that is going to die soon. That is going to die soon. Why? Because he was part of that generation that rebelled against God. And God said that that generation, they are going to die in this desert and they are not going to pass. And guess what? They saw them dying. So when Joshua was ready to take them to the promised land, if he, Joshua said, the Lord said this, do you think they doubted? They said, oh, I don't know if God is going to do that. No. They had years, 40 years of experience seeing God fulfilling his word for the good and for the bad. And that is what a church that has 20, 30, 40 years has. They have seen the promises of God in the good part being fulfilled and they have seen the people or the things that God warned people, and they decided not to believe God, they have seen that that part also gets fulfilled. And that's what the elder generation have that the younger generation don't have. As young generation, you want to experiment with your life. Oh, no, this is not going to happen to me. It is going to happen to you. No, 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 no. I know better. No. No, this is what the word of God says. This is the warning. It's going to happen. You are not different. We've seen many, many, many people going through that already. And guess what? The word of God always was right. That's why it says, be subject 
to the elders. Be subject to them. Clothe yourself with humility. One toward one another. So that's the reason why you should be subject. And now, if you can stand on your feet, please. And as I said, we couldn't do anything without God. We couldn't do anything without God. We couldn't move without God. In him we live. In him we move. At church, I've just come to tell you that you're running well. Keep running well. Keep running well. Don't move. Keep running well. Keep running well. One day you will reap a harvest. Thank you, Lord. Be subject to the people that you know that are looking the best from God for you. Sometimes you may not agree. Sometimes you may think they don't understand you. But if the word of God is being brought to you, take it. Because heaven and earth shall pass, but his word, I mean his word, won't pass. So, Keep running well. Even if you have little power, keep running well. Encourage one to another. And do this every time you have the opportunity. Even today, while we worship God or we praise God, go to someone that you know that has little power, but is still here. And tell, tell her, tell him, I know you have little power. I know you are struggling with this. But you are being faithful. Keep on running. Keep on running. Father, we thank you. We thank you for everything you are doing in us. It's your Holy Spirit using these earthen vessels. It's your Holy Spirit moving in us, changing us. Making us follow you. Making us serve you. Making us do good. It's you. You are that air. You are that power in us. Without you, we couldn't do anything. Without you, we are nothing. But God, if we are running well, if this church is running well, Father, allow them to continue running well, Lord. To continue seeking your glory. To continue seeking your will. To continue seeking the benefit of your sheep, Father. To continue pastoring, taking care of. Yes, it may, it may be weary sometimes. But Father, the reward is coming. The reward is coming. And we will receive that reward from you, Jesus. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Encourage your people to continue running well, Lord. Encourage this church, Father, to, to continue running well. 
in you, Lord. Amen. Amen.